Good morning, everyone. Welcome back to the Morning Dump, a fantasy baseball podcast. How we doing, everybody? Happy Monday. Hope you all have a great week. We're a month into the season, so let's take a look at the stat leaders so far, huh? On the hitting side, our leader in all of average hits and runs, Manny Machado. For home runs, we got Buxton, Judge, Rizzo, and Crone all tied at 9. RBIs, we got Jose Ramirez with 30. Our steals leader, the Rook. Julio Rodriguez, alone at the top with nine, and leading us in both OBP and slugging, Taylor Ward. Loving this man. He may end up being our pickup of the year at the end of the season. In leading both of those categories, he's compiled a league-leading 1.160 OPS thus far. Looking forward to see if he keeps that up. Pitching side, our ERA leader just took it back from Merrill Kelly in his latest start, blanking the Padres. Pablo Lopez with a 1.00 ERA. Alone at the top in the whip category, the legend Clayton Kershaw with a .70. Our K's leader, Corbin Burns with 50. Our saves leader, Jordan Romano with 12. And our best record so far at 4-0, we got Alec Manoa, Logan Gilbert, a couple young studs, along with Musgrove, Scherzer, and Kershaw. Some other exciting recent action for your water cooler small talk. Kevin Gossman let up zero free passes or home runs. First to achieve this since Cy Young himself in 1906 to kick off the season in his first five starts with at least 20 innings pitched. Meanwhile, Gossman did this in 31.2. Very impressive, KG. Another historic stat. This one I found on the MLB Stats Twitter page. Joe Ryan has now made nine career starts in the big leagues, sitting on a .70 whip along that stretch, which is the lowest since Christy Mathewson back in the 1900-1901 season. We saw the comeback of the year go down last week with the Mets against the Phillies. Down 7-1 in the top of the ninth, the Mets rallied to score seven runs and take an 8-7 lead. That was closed out by Diaz with two Ks, no hits, and no walks. Bronx Bombers went on a recent 11-game win streak and are now sitting atop the standings, tied with the Dodgers at league-best 18-7 records. And on Sunday, the highly-touted prospect George Kirby is making his debut for Seattle, facing the hard-hitting Tampa Bay Rays. He's already 30% owned in Yahoo and 11% in ESPN. And at the time of this recording, he's five innings deep with no walks, seven Ks, and three hits, having let up zero runs so far. Dude's an absolute immediate must-add. Stop what you're doing, unless you're driving, and go get him on your squad. Could be a game-changer for you. And lastly, excited to announce Luis Castillo scheduled to return to kick off week five and return to the mound on Monday. Let's check out the streams of the week. Monday, May 9th, I'm rolling with my boy Austin Gomber once again. He's at San Fran and has only risen to 10% owned in Yahoo and 5% in ESPN. 
It's a typical Monday over here. Not a lot of great options. We do have Kluber pitching in L.A. and have seen some vintage Kluber this season. In his last two starts, both of which were quality, he's gone 12 innings pitched, 13 Ks, with just one walk, four hits, and one earned run with a W. That brings his season stat line down to a 2.36 ERA and a 105 whip. Kluber's is about 60% owned in Yahoo and only 40% in ESPN. So if he's available, he's a solid run on Monday. But Gomber has now gone three starts in a row, two on the road, with 18.2 innings pitched, 20 Ks, four earned runs, two walks, and 14 hits, giving him under a one whip across that span. He's got a tougher matchup against San Fran, but that's going to be my best option for a stream on Monday with a nice two-star week versus KC on Saturday. Tuesday, Brad Keller at Texas. He's risen from 27 to 31% owned in Yahoo!, and from 23 to 25% in ESPN across the past week. He's another back-to-back on this list, and it's going to be one of your last chances to get on board. Last week, I said three out of four quality starts this season he's given you. Well, now it's four out of five, with 6.1 innings in his latest against St. Louis, earning him his first W of the season with no runs, four hits, three walks, and two Ks. Again, he's not a big K guy, but the dude's a stud. He's up there 20th in ground ball percentage and 25th in both expected ERA and WOBA. And I'm going to be running him again this week, no problem. Also, I just need to point out, Jesus Lazardo is only 55% owned in ESPN. In the midst of a breakout season, he's sitting on a 308 ERA, 106 whip, and he's flirting with one of the top K per nine ratios in the league right now at 11.96. He's got an easy matchup against Arizona on Tuesday. And if he's still available, I'd absolutely get on that train. Wednesday, Alex Cobb at home versus Colorado. 44% on Yahoo and 30% on ESPN. He's been dropped in about 15% of leagues over the past week or two. Yes, he's got a pretty high ERA at 4.8 and whip at 1.53. But I wouldn't give up just yet. He's coming off his best outing of the season against St. Louis. Solid lineup with five innings pitched, eight Ks, two earned runs, just three hits and one walk. But more interesting is his stat cast, calling him top 20-ish on K percentage, VLO, swinging strike percentage, and top 10-ish for hard contact and ground balls. He's an older player. think he's around 34 years old. Could have easily just needed some more time to stretch out. Had an IL stint with a groin injury. But again... Not a guy I'd be giving up on just yet, backed by the San Fran lineup and those StatCast numbers. Thursday, Josh Winder. Maybe that's Winder. Haven't watched him just yet. But he's at home versus Houston. 21% on Yahoo and 11% on ESPN. Off to a solid start to his big league career. And that's backed up by great minor league numbers, where he earned a 2.82 ERA and a .99 whip with 9.1 Ks per nine. He's got a tough matchup versus Houston this week, but through four starts, three of them came against Boston, Chicago White Sox, and Tampa Bay. He's posted a 1.61 ERA, .72 whip through 22.1 innings pitched. There was some talk that he could lose his spot, but with Ober and Bundy out for now, he's got one. They're going to have a hard time keeping him out of the rotation if he keeps pitching like that. Friday, Kyle Freeland. He's pitching at Coors versus Kansas City. Only 9% owned in Yahoo and 5% on ESPN. 
I'd almost never recommend using him at home, but he's coming off two excellent outings, both quality. One was at home versus Cincy, and one on the road versus Arizona, where he posted 13 innings pitched, one earned run, 9 Ks, 3 walks, and 7 hits. Again, under a 1 whip there. He's got another pretty solid matchup here, and I think he's got a good shot to keep the momentum flowing in this one, even at home. Saturday, we're going with Bruce Zimmerman again at Detroit. He's only risen to 22% owned in Yahoo and 19 in ESPN. StatCast doesn't exactly predict him to keep up the great numbers, but so far he's pushing a 2.59 ERA and a 1.27 whip with just over a K per inning. I don't expect him to slow down just yet in a favorable matchup against Detroit this week. In Sunday, probably going to regret this one, but I'm going with Jake Odorizzi at Washington. He's just 21% on Yahoo and 9% on ESPN for good reason. You know, he's not exactly the model for consistency in the league. And Gomber is still my favorite lesser-owned player for Sunday facing KC at home. We know how good he is there. But as for Jake, he's coming off three fantastic outings. 17.2 innings pitched, two quality starts, just one earned run, and well under a one whip with six hits and four walks. Put all that together with his third win that came yesterday. I think he keeps it going in a solid matchup at Washington this week. When he's on, he's on. And he's got the Astros lineup backing him up. Now let's get on to a little pump or dump. First up, Rowdy. First baseman from Milwaukee. 70% on Yahoo and 60% on ESPN. I'm a little late to the party here. That percentage skyrocketed over the past week, but Bro is sitting on an OPS of over 900 on the season and close to over 1,000 over the past two weeks. Last week, he crushed three homers, and 15 out of his 24 hits on the year have been doubles or home runs. Definitely pumping this guy. His stat cast page is red as blood, but I wouldn't blame you either if you were trying to sell high at the moment. Next up, Andres Jimenez. Second base and shortstop for Cleveland. 37% on Yahoo, 15 on ESPN. He's a young player who's a regular in that hot young Cleveland lineup. Slashing 348, 352, 536 on the season. Those are some solid numbers. And if you're looking for a little middle infielder depth, you can find it in Jimenez. Pump. How about Victor Robles? Not exactly had a great start to his career. But he had a couple nice games last week, and I saw some people saying that he made some changes to his grip. Not exactly a pump yet with his track record, but keep an eye out. If he starts hitting, that could be some nice outfield depth for you with a guy who's known to get steals as well. Got a couple rookies here for you next. First up, Royce Lewis, shortstop from Minnesota. 25% on Yahoo and 8 on ESPN. The number one pick in the 2017 draft got the call up last week. He's the number 44 top 100 prospect and Minnesota's number one. Lots of upside here. In his 24 games of AAA, he slashed 310, 430, 563 with eight steals. Definitely known as a plus runner, capable of batting 300 for you. No shortstops deep, but keep an eye out for this guy. He could be a significant addition to your teams, if nothing more than just trade value. Our other call-up of last week, Juan Yepes. He's first base and third base eligible on Yahoo, but just first base for now on ESPN. For St. Louis, 12% owned in Yahoo and 4% on ESPN. 
He's St. Louis's number six prospect. His player card on the MLB prospect list looks great. Says he improved dramatically in 2021 after adding some muscle and shortening his swing, which led to him slashing 286, 383, 586 with 27 homers in that stretch. They say he can play all four corner spots, although he's lacking speed. A good chance they throw him in one of the outfield corners just to keep him in that lineup since they're sitting on Arenado and Goldie in the infield corners. Since the call-up and his first four starts in the bigs, he's 7-for-16 with two doubles, two runs, and an RBI. This could be a guy that flew under the radar after a quiet start to his minor league career, followed by that monster 2021, and definitely somebody I'd keep an eye on and add for some power-hitting depth in your lineup. Lastly, just want to give a shout-out to Michael King, middle reliever for the Yankees. He's under 50% owned in both Yahoo and ESPN which I suppose makes sense, since maybe only around 50% of leagues really value middle relievers. But the guy has been going multiple innings at a time this year, with 25 Ks in 17.2 innings, and sitting on a ridiculous .51 ERA and .74 whip, with two wins, three holds, and a save. He didn't let up a run, hit, or walk last week in his two appearances. Even if you don't factor in holds to your league, guy putting up those kind of ratios? Think he's worth an ad. If you do factor in holds, and this guy's still available in your league, get on it. Now let's get into a little trade talk with the Fleece of the Week. This one's going out to user Carney Asada 6 with Carney capitalized. <laughs> Love that name. This manager's in a 10-team head-to-head points league and was looking for a good pitcher upgrade. Definitely did due diligence on this one. Finding a team holding Frankie Montas, who was in need of an outfielder. A position where this manager was very deep in. So Carney went and flipped Stanton and Gore for Montas, stating in italics that being a Red Sox fan had absolutely no bearing on the decision to deal Stanton. We'll take your word for it. But nevertheless, I think this is an interesting one. You check out rankings pages and trade charts. They've got Stanton and Montage relatively close. But Carney specifically stated the desire to sell high on Gore's hot start. It's unknown exactly what will happen with Gore in the future. San Diego's got a deep staff, as we know, sitting on Musgrove, Darvish, Clevenger, and Snell, who just came back. And of course, Sean Maneo capping off their top five. The two odd men out at the moment are Gore and Nick Martinez. I think there's a good chance San Diego decides to run a six-man rotation to keep their oft-injured starters healthy. But there's a good chance Gore gets sent to the pen to monitor his innings this season. We'll see what happens in the long term. But I think that was some great management, especially in a points league where pitchers are generally more valuable than hitters. You got a fantastic upgrade, exactly what you were looking for going from Gore to Montas while satisfying the need of the other manager, and not sacrificing much being deep at the outfield position. Stan can certainly proceed to crush 50 homers, but he's just as likely to end up on the IL-60 next week. So, Carney, kudos to you. And it seems like it was relatively win-win for both managers, which are the best kind of deals in fantasy. That's going to be all for the Week 5 report, folks. You know the drill. Like, subscribe, tell your friends, hit me on Twitter and IG. At Morning D Fantasy, anytime for some ad drop or trade advice, even if you're wondering who to start day to day, I'm here for you.
As always, keep me posted about the deals you're pulling off for a shout out in the Fleece of the Week segment. Greatly appreciate you all tuning in. If it was your first time, scroll back to the first episode, The Preamble, and give it a listen to hear about the inspiration for this show and where it all came from. Can't have your coffee without the morning dump.